This is Enpoke on behalf of My Financial Coach for our My Financial Coach Live series. RJ, for our listeners, could you give a little bit of background about yourself? I'd be happy to, and I'm honored to be on the program, Enpoke. So thank you so much for asking. My name is RJ Kelly. I'm founder and chief visionary officer of the Wealth Legacy family of companies and Wealth Legacy Group. Um, we're here in San Diego, but we got clients in 19 states and growing. And I grew up in a family, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the son of an entrepreneur. And I watched what happened when a enormously successful business, a multi-multi-million dollar company, when the chief visionary officer died, uh, that being my father, uh, when I was 18. And I watched that business in 10 years go into bankruptcy. And there were just a number of things that could have been done differently. Um, also, there were some outstanding things that they did, uh, especially in the little city of Yakima, Washington that I grew up in. But without having careful planning to address the different issues, we know that 3.1 generations is how long wealth lasts in America and around the world, actually. So that's why I'm passionate about doing what I do. Um, both for me, my faith is important as a follower of Jesus. Secondly, as a son of an entrepreneur, watching what happens when businesses collapse because of a lack of careful planning. And then number three, I believe I'm here on the planet to facilitate a billion dollars for philanthropy. We crossed 100 million in August of 2012. Well, on our way for our second 100 million, and it's about um, helping people get alignment with what their value system is. Hopefully that's a good starting point for us. That's excellent, RJ. Now, as part of my Financial Coach Live's mission, we're looking to interview our subject matter experts in areas that they're passionate about and also in areas where they have heavy expertise. And based off your background, we wanted to ask you to give us some of your thoughts on one of our topics. And I want to set the scene for you. Imagine that you had a really wealthy client come up and say, hey, my kids are great and I wish I had more time to spend with them. I take them on vacations every year, send them to the best schools. However, they don't seem to understand the business aspect of my life, and they don't seem to understand that a lot of it is being built on my success, and I'm worried that they won't be able to take care of themselves when I pass away. So really, they're asking, hey, my children don't seem interested in continuing the family business, and I'm not sure if anyone will hire them. Could you maybe give us some background and your thoughts on this phenomenon? I'd be delighted to. And first of all, you remind me of something my mother, of a short chance conversation. Of course, there's nothing that's chance. Um, it was less than five minutes long when I was a junior in high school. And my mother, who I idolized, I absolutely adored her. She basically said to me, you know, honey, um, we would love to have you come back and work in the family business in the future if you want to. But I also want to let you know that you don't have to. In fact, I'm not sure that the family business would be challenging enough for you. I, I think you were meant for other things, but whatever you decide to do, just know that we are 100% behind you and we'll support you in whatever your decision is. And that conversation, fast forward, not even a year later, uh, my father died when I was 18. I was in my first month at university. And had my mother not given me wings to fly, to say that it was okay for me to choose what might be best uh, based on my own gifting and my own vision um, and not feel to come back to the business out of family responsibility or duty. Had she not done that 
And so I would have gone back. I would have left university just after the month and gone back to work in the family business out of obligation and responsibility uh, as the uh, only son. And had I done that, I would have ended up doing the same thing that my father did when his father died and my father went and left university and never went back. So again, these conversations parents have with their kids is not every kid is meant to be in the family business. In fact, more often than not, children are not probably going to survive or do well in the family business. But regardless, they need to be given wings to fly. And I'm, I'm reminded of the quote from, um, from Warren Buffett that he was taught, this is having to do with wealth itself and generational wealth. But he said, I am planning to give my kids enough money so they can feel that they could do anything they wanted, but not so much that they could do nothing. And whether that wealth is coming from being in the family business, whether that wealth is from the outside, it's more important because money is amoral. It has, it's neither good nor bad. There's another friend of mine who is a, was a marriage and family therapist for 20 years. Her family business sold for $800 million. And when they found out the business was being sold, um, the, the girls, she was one of two, had two other siblings, they all just said, hey, we're rich. <laughs> and when her father and mother heard the children's reaction to that, they said, let's get back to you in a week. And they came back in a week and just said to, to the girls, um, girls, we're giving it all away. Be, watching the children's reaction to that wealth um, and what they felt that that meant for them in terms of their own entitlement, if you will, so badly shook uh, Joe and, and uh, Joe, Joe Jacobs um, that they decided to create the Jacobs Family Foundation. And it's, this is not Jacobs as in Qualcomm Jacobs. This is the Jacobs of Jacobs Engineering. Mm -hmm. And so they created two different foundations. And now, mind you, they did end up giving um, some, some of the stock to the girls, and they ended up, that stock ended up being far more valuable than they thought it would be. But as Valerie points out, money is neither good nor bad. It either makes good parenting better or bad parenting worse. And unfortunately, there's just far more bad parenting that's going on. And so that money becomes, it's a magnifier. It magnifies the good and it magnifies the bad. So my counsel to families of high net worth, and I've got a bunch of them that are, that are entrepreneurs, is first of all, give your, your kids wings that they can fly. If they do end up coming back into the business, they need to look at it as a responsibility of service. They also need to be trained in what their responsibilities are. It's not just because their name is on the wall that they deserve a job, that they deserve a salary. In fact, if you look at the Green family, that's the founders of Hobby Lobby, the multi-billion dollar company, they ended up actually the whole family for three generations gave back the ownership of Hobby Lobby into a, an irrevocable trust because their concept is that this is a gift that they are meant to steward. It's not an asset for them to own, but instead, and, and what was remarkable to me in, in, in hearing this from chief, the chief corporate counsel of Hobby Lobby and, and then meeting some of the family, is that grandkids who'd been given stock in Hobby Lobby, some of that stock now worth 40 to $50 million, every one of them, gave that all into this irrevocable trust 
to be stewards. And a large number of the Green family are working in the Hobby Lobby company in various positions, but it's because they've earned it, not because they were given it. Long answer to a short question, Impo, but hopefully those are my thoughts that come to mind in response to some of your, your question just a moment ago. Absolutely. And thank you for giving us a little bit of background. And I know that one of the things that, that families do struggle with is balancing the immense power and respect that comes with wealth that previous generations have built with making sure that their own children have the responsibilities that then are commensurate with that wealth. And I think that it is a very difficult tightrope to walk and there are a lot of moving parts. So I thank you for clarifying some of these really interesting questions for our listeners. And I think that we're all very well served by it. Uh, so RJ, thank you so much for taking my call today. And I look forward to continuing our dialogue and hopefully we can have you back on the program at some other point. My pleasure, Anpo. Delighted to be and honored to be here with you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to MFC Live. For more information, please visit our website at www.myfinancialcoach.com. Keep an ear out. More episodes are on the way soon.